0: Hello, coming to you from the great southwest state of Utah. A cold day it is, snowing actually. It's been uh, it's been picking up a lot of snow. So if anybody has been experiencing the same thing, man, the weather is weird, isn't it? A little odd, a little odd for this time of year. I feel like to be getting snow when it's been so uh, wishy washy. One minute it's hot, next thing you know it it's cold. But yeah, no, I mean, really interesting. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. I wish I could say crazy stuff has happened this week. Crazy enough to give me some decent content, but not at all. Um, so nothing's crazy happening in my life, although I did have an interesting moment. So before I get into that, I just want to say um, thank you for everybody for listening. Thank you for everybody for tuning in. I, uh, I've been a little busy in life. I've been dealing with a few things that i have to focus on and it's just been gripping my attention so much that i i feel like at times i'm neglecting the podcast even though i try not to but i will be back i man, i'm gonna come back in the swing of things you know i've i'm slowly becoming addicted to the to doing the show it's actually been invading my thoughts a lot more than it has i think ever so i just um you know i just been really focused on that and Trying to get myself afloat uh, with certain things. And, of course, as we all know, my trying to work on my bus. My 1971 Volkswagen vehicle. I'm trying to get that back on the road. uh, Letting it be the road warrior that it is. So, I mean, yeah, I just, I don't know. I've been trying to deal with that. But, I'm having no stresses about it. I'm having no no agonizing pain. Uh, I'm not going to let it destroy me. Because what's the point? I mean, you know things like that happen cars break down it's it it's what they do they're more <laughs> the thing i've noticed about cars is the one thing that you can always always expect from from every car the one thing that they all have in common is that they break down so i just i got more stressed out that why did it have to happen then <laughs> why then why on the middle of a freeway you know in a canyon Ugh. Looking back at it, it was a really fun story and it was really cool, especially that part where I heard uh, someone ask me if I was alright in the middle of the darkness. That was that was interesting. That was creepy. But I um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so since I haven't really had a car, I've been um uh, I've I've been I've been getting rides from a friend of mine. She's really really means the world to me. She's a really cool person. Um Great, great friend to have. And a few days ago, and I guess this is what I wanted to share with everybody. A few days ago, we went to the park. I decided to take one of the one of our one of my dogs, excuse me, one of my dogs, out to the uh, to the park. Uh, Whiskey, he's the Australian Kelpie, and we took him out to to just a nearby park, and we had a great deal of fun. It was sensational. Um, and at some point, these, these little girls walked, walked up to us. They, um, they, they were about, I think one of them said that she was eight and the other said that she was six, five. And they were big. They were big girls, like tall for their age. I feel like I was just like a curmudgeon, you know, like a little, like a little half pint when I was eight years old, you know, I'm sure people confuse me for, for a, For a five-year-old, but I, um, you know, I just, yeah, (laughs) we started talking to them. They had all these questions, and they asked about whiskey, and you know what breed he is, and and man, they're insanely well-spoken. Oh, those girls were insanely well-spoken. I um, I I got their names. I just I didn't ask for permission. I did. I did, however. Spoiler alert. I did, however, ask one of their parents if it's cool if I talked about my experience with them and the family on the podcast. And they said yes. So, before anyone, you know, gets upset and that's their pre- no, they told me it's cool. So, uh, the little girls, though, I, I won't share their name um, just in case for now. But I, um, but yeah, we started talking and we talked about life, and it was so intriguing. I, I think I think you know have you ever heard oh, this is weird Have you ever heard have have you ever heard that um, that uh, that it's like a mentality where if you do if you do sports or if you do some sort of competitive um, competitive activity and you start to decline in your skill, most people will always say go back to the fundamentals just go back as if you were brand new to it and relearn everything you know as weird as it sounds i feel like god the universe karma vishnu <laughs> whoever whoever you want to to call it i feel like i'm being guided to go back to the fundamentals of just being human just going on a conversation I feel like that's where I'm ending up. And it was so nice because these two young girls brought me back to the fundamentals. The way of thinking, the way of asking questions, the way, you know. And it sounds interesting, but, and just bear with me here, but Stephen King did, a, uh, did an interview with PBS. And... With his conversation, someone asked him, like, how does he come up with his ideas for the, you know, for stories or like, where does he, you know, like, what gives him, um, like, where, where, where does his thought process, how does it contribute? Like, how does he see the world and things like that? And he started talking about children. And he said that if you, he's like adults, you know, we always have to look at things so complicated and so three dimensional. And he says, but children, they stare at topics or they stare at things in general in straight lines. It's not so three dimensional. It's very 2D. It's very flat. It's very straight, you know. Um, And he said that he started to pay attention to children a lot. Anyway, I'm saying that because I totally understand what he means now. Like I can totally see it now. I sat there and I spoke to these two beautiful young girls and you, you could just see the potential shining through them in droves. Very well spoke, spoken, intelligent. They, the, Their curiosity was beautiful. And I just i couldn't help but just enjoy conversation with them. I, I wanted to record them. I was so close to asking, can I just record you on my phone? But then I thought that's kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just going to record you real quick. And, and then on top of that, of course, I just, at the end of the day, I just didn't feel comfortable um, recording them without realizing, like, the depth. You know, like, I'm going to put their voices out on the Internet, you know, on the World Wide Web. And so I thought, ah, oh, no, let me not do that. So I never even recorded them. Um, but they they just... Uh, they really did try. <sighs> I try is a bad word. No, they did amazing. They did better than me. I was almost their student in the art of conversing. But we sat there and we started talking about life. For those of you who want to know. Okay. okay, Tuesday, get on with it. We started talking about life. We talked about... Well, you know, obviously we we first started talking about the dog and where I lived and where they lived. And, and at some point, the young girl, um, the 8-year-old, she looks over at me and she goes, Yeah, also, my dad died. And I just stared at her. And the only thing I could say was, I'm so sorry. And she goes, It's okay. And, um... I said, well, well, If you don't mind me asking, how 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 did he die?" She said, um, cancer." He had cancer and uh, that's what killed him. And I, you know, and I and I said, well, "Wow. Um Well, I mean, I'm sorry if that makes you sad. We don't have to talk about it." And she goes, "No, it's okay." She goes, I like talking about him. I like talking about my dad. And that was, that was so interesting. You know, for her to even touch a subject of that uh, with a gravity like that, you know, with an intensity. And she just, anyway, she, she began to tell me that, you know, she just enjoys talking about it because she feels like it helps her remember him. And I, and, you know, and that was, and that was nice. It was beautiful. At some point, you know, we started talking more and more and more. And I found out where she lived. She lived across the street from, from the park that we were at directly across the street. And so I, I decided, well, let's stand in front of your house. I don't want, you know, I don't want anyone to, you know. So we stood in front of her house and her parents came out. (laughs) Uh, Her mom, her mom came out and her stepfather they came outside and I said hi to them and we started conversing and um and the mother's pregnant everybody she's pregnant with the stepfather's first baby and so it's going to be a girl but you know we started talking and the mother the mother's from uh f- from Denver so any one of you Colorado listeners out there there's a little, quick little shout out to Colorado but the mother's from uh from the Denver area and we started talking and I asked her, I said, hey, you know, how, how did, um, like, you know, we started talking about like the normal stuff, who I am, where I'm from, et cetera, et cetera. I told them I was from Miami and they thought, wow, well, this must be really different, <laughs> which it is obviously stark world of a difference between Utah and Miami, mainly how peaceful and not so, um, not so dangerous it is, you know, there's not so much crime in comparison to Miami um but I uh you know we started having this conversation and of course her late husband was brought up uh she told me his name and I thought you know well I mean since he's you know since he's moved on to the next life um perhaps it'll be okay if I shared his name so his name's Eric or was Eric and she told me she said you know yeah Um, his name's Eric and I asked her, I said, well, if you don't mind me asking, what kind of cancer did he pass on from? She says colon cancer. Colon cancer is what took him. He, um, he first obtained it when he was 31 and he beat it. He fought it, went into remission, came back and that's when it kicked his butt. And that's when he lost his battle. Um, or I shouldn't say lost. But when he had his draw with cancer. Norm Macdonald. Norm Macdonald talked about cancer. For those of you who don't know, Norm Macdonald is a Canadian comedian. Uh, was, unfortunately. Um, my absolute favorite. My absolute favorite when it comes to comedians. Norm Macdonald. He... Would end up passing on from cancer, but he spoke about I, I I think you know it was part of like his stand-up thing but he said you know it's, it, it's interesting how we how we say lost his battle to cancer lost her battle to cancer and he said that's weird to say you know because usually if, like if you lose that means there's you know there's someone left standing he says, but when you die, the cancer goes with you He's like, so it seems like you dragged it with him. You know, you, you, you had a draw, you know, you guys tied. So in a way I, you know, I guess with that idea, you know, when, so when Eric had his, had his draw to cancer, um, it was colon cancer, um, that he had a fight with, which colon cancer runs in my family. So I I told her, I said, Oh my goodness. Oh, I, I said, that runs deep within my family. And she says, you should look into getting colon colonoscopies. And so I thought, Oh, Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so sorry. And, um, you know, she said it was fine. And we started talking more and it just, you know, it really got me thinking about life and And death and the idea of it. I've had uh, a few friends who have passed on already. Um, Doesn't matter the age. A friend is a friend. You know. When I was talking to Mr. Mike. um, We were. it, It was a private phone call. For those of you who don't remember. Mr. Mike is a great dear friend of mine. Who I do need a call. So Mr. Mike if you're listening to this. Expect a phone call from me real soon. But when I was talking to Mr. Mike and we were talking about uh Constance. If you want to hear that story, go to um The Ghosts From My Past. Go to that episode and you will you will get all the detail about that. But Mr. Mike when I was talking to him, uh he told me Well, okay. <laughs> I'm jumping around. I asked him. I said, "Hey, um is it is it normal for me to still be angry about everything that's happened to her?" And he said, no, he said, of course not. He said, you, you, you lost a friend and you lost a friend in such a fast way. It's understandable. And he's like, you know, and then that shows how much you cared about her because, you know, you're feeling that emotion of anger. And, you know, we, he went on and on and on. And I guess that part of the conversation, I want to keep private just for me because I'm selfish that way. But sometimes I think that we don't have to share everything. Sometimes it's nice to have private moments to us that we keep it to us. You know, we keep that um that lock on our heart, you know. Oh, that one's going to stay in the memory bank. You know what I mean? So it, it doesn't hurt to do that. When um and I guess I brought that up because you know, I I, I you know, I've lost a few people, I lost friends and even Mr. Mike himself said that she's that she was my friend. So it doesn't matter the age. It doesn't matter what. Uh, a friend is a friend, no matter what. And I just, you know, I've lost a few friends and it made me think about them again. It really did. It made me sit there and remember them. And I, and I suppose that that's the upside about talking about uh, someone who has passed away or someone who has passed on is that you can't help but remember the ones who who have passed on from you. It's it's in a very dark gloomy sense. In a weird way it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I mean, how can you how can you not just think about them? For those of you who do know as well or for those of you who don't, I I did lose my grandfather last September. Never really knew him. Never had the chance. Actually, that's not true. I had one chance. And I denied it. I I, I, I thought I had more time. And I said no. And uh, that was it. He, he would pass away after that. And that sucked. Really bad. But, you know, that's something that I have to live with. You know? But... That's the thing. I, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. E- even with a total stranger. Even her talking about her running in with, uh, with the Grim Reaper. I couldn't help but think about, about the times that I had a run-in. And the sting. You know? It leaves that sting. It leaves it behind. And I guess that's when you have the choice to either let it destroy you or let it help you remember them and move on. I get it. Hey, life's hard. No one I, whoever says it's not is a is a total lie. Of course it hurts. And of course it's hard. It should be hard. If it's not then what the heck are you going to learn? Life is just a great giant learning experience and then and then you pass on. Now whether, now whether the details are, is there life after this or not? Is it you know, is learning all this worth it or not? If you're just going to die in the end, that's up to you. That's your own philosophy in life. That's your own I- ideas in life. That's all on you. And I think that's what makes a good person, a good man, a good woman. I think that's what makes a good person. Is that. Is acknowledging that there is a stop, you know, that there is a sudden stop at the end of it all and still having the guts, you know, still having the courage to sit there and go, yeah, well, you know what? Even if there's nothing after this, I'm still going to enjoy this life and do all that I can with it. And that's, and that's what I'm learning now. I'm having to learn that. I, uh, just looking at Eric's child. There's two girls, but one of them was not his. But just looking at Eric's child, the eight-year-old, and seeing what he's left on in this life is beautiful. It is. It, it, it's gorgeous. If he was still alive, if he was in front of me right now, I would tell him, your daughter You're doing something right. (laughs) And I'm serious. You're doing, you did something right. You and that wife of yours did something right. And you, and you should be proud. Well-spoken, well-thought-out, full of life, energy. Obviously, that comes with childhood, but just, she was through and through a very smart kid, still is and i i guess that's what i'm trying to say he left something behind and it looks promising it looks great it looks so good that that if i ever become a father one day i would if i would i would love for one of my kids to end up like her that's that's how great it that's how great she is for the for the first time in a very long time I was not in control of that conversation she was and boy did she control it that was that was very intriguing and I guess that was my experience this uh this past week otherwise I've just you know I've been I I've, I've been living life you know I've been dodging left and right my ups and downs you know just living, because you have to, and that's what I've been doing. I, I've I, I've been living. I've been looking around. I've been looking at videos. I've been hearing stories, horrible stories. I mean, man, I I I, I had a conversation with Wednesday, and man, he he told me some some crazy stories that I don't even want to talk about. But it was you know that was <laughs> that was uh, that was also interesting. You know, to go through that, and you know, I—it's just been a weird week. It's been a really weird week. But uh, so that same girl who's been giving me rides everywhere because she's just amazing. She she works with this special needs girl. She um, she does uh, she like caretakes the special needs girl, and so. The mother of the special needs girl went out of town and they couldn't bring the girl. So the girl that I was with, she told me, hey, you know, I'm going to have to be sleeping over. Do you want to sleep over with me? I know the mother. Great, great woman. Um, Sensational woman. Very nice. Very just humble. Humble is is a proper word for that. And so I said, yeah, sure. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. And I slept over. And it, it was a beautiful home. And But at three in the morning, as my friend was sleeping, I I went to make myself an iced coffee. I loved iced coffees. I'm so sorry. If people like it warm, that's great for you. But man, to me, there's nothing. Oh, man. An iced coffee hits good. And so at three in the morning, I just had this cankering, this insatiable cankering for an iced coffee. So, you know, I decided to use her coffee machine and make some iced coffee. As I was doing that, I I looked over in, like, her little coffee room mini-kitchen area, and she had this old, old radio. It was... It's so cool, guys. It's this old radio. And, uh, it was, um... What was it? It was a Sony. Oh, I'm forgetting it already. It was an old Sony radio from the '70s, late '70s, mid '70s. What is it? It's a Sony. Let me see if I can look it up. Sony vintage radio. <laughs> oh, I don't. I have. I have. I don't think I thought I could even find it now. Oh. Oh yeah, no I don't think I can and I don't want to spend another I don't want to spend 5 minutes looking up an old radio. But it was just this black old Sony radio. And it was amazing. And it oh, it still works. It it flips on, kicks right on and it oh, and I sat there and I tried tuning in to Coast to Coast. Um I don't listen to it as much as I used to. Ever since you know, Art, and even when he was on, to be completely honest, even when he was on, I didn't even, didn't even get a chance to, to really listen to it much. Because you know what? I thought, hey, no, Art, Art won't die for a while. I'm good. Yeah, mm-hmm, won't die for a while. Freaking, crap, he even ends up passing on. Broke my heart. Um, but no, so I flipped on this old radio and I tried tuning in the Coast to Coast AM because every so often, um, I guess when George Norrie is doing his own thing or he's out of town or he can't make it, they play an old rerun with, with art on it. Not all the time, but from time to time they do. And it was, uh, so I tried doing that and I couldn't, I couldn't connect. I couldn't it just wouldn't tune in, right? A lot of static. I did at some point hear George Nori say, you know, this is Coast to Coast AM. And he switched to a break. But I um yeah, no, it just it just didn't do it for me. Didn't do it for me. So let me try. Hold on, is it a nineteen eighties radio? It could be from the eighties, y'all. Could be from the eighties. Oh, there it is. It's a TFM 7150. That's what it is. It's a Sony TFM 7150. There it is. Oh, look at that thing. Oh. That's that's what they had in that house. And I and I I called her up. If we start, oh sorry. The next day, I called her up and we started talking, and she and she tells me, so so what have what have you been doing Tuesday? And I said, well, honestly, I've been jamming out to that radio that you have in that room. And she goes, oh, I love that thing. And we started talking a little bit about it, you know, like little small jokes here and there. And I made a comment. I said, um, I said, man, if if that radio could speak, huh? and she stopped just for a second just it, it it was it was long enough just long enough for me to notice the pause but she stops talking and then she goes oh you have no idea tuesday you have no idea she goes my sister and i used to stay up late back in the uh, late 70s 1970s, we were listening to some guy late at night. Someone someone had a radio station. I forgot the name, so I'm going to make up a name. But she's like, yeah, you know, it was like, Harry's are or, or like awesome Harry's top 20 songs of the week. And she said, you know, we would stay up to three or four in the morning just listening to all these songs, all these hits coming out. She said, and this was in the middle of Arizona. So just, you know, a warm Arizona summer night. And you have hit after hit coming in. Boom. Boom. And they would sing quietly amongst themselves. And, you know, maybe like a Cindy Lauper song would kick in. And they would, just, they would just enjoy themselves. And just hearing her get enveloped in these stories it was so cool <laughs> it was it was beautiful and i think i think that was always i think that's something i always love to see in human beings is is like the reminiscence of time of experiences of life and when it comes to radio if you talk to a person From, you know, like the boomer age, the baby boomer's age around there. Talking about the radio to them is like talking about their father, you know, or like that really cool person in their in their life. They just they just can't get enough of it. Their eyes like glow and they oh my gosh. And you know what? I can see the magic. I can see that magic. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Honestly, if someone told me right now, if you could have an end goal, what would it be? If If this podcast can't extend to a range that's beyond me, then I feel like I would have failed. But if I had a secondary objective, if I had something to fall back on, honestly, I want to bring back radio. To its former glory, not talking about music. Normal talk radio. None of this bullcrap that we keep hearing. You know. Welcome back to WQRTTTOY. So listen. Uh, I don't know. Bill Clinton caught running around in his underwear. You know what I mean? Like I hate that. I can't stomach it. I can't. It's gross. There is a magic back then, just listening to people talk. It was great. And I'm going to I'm going to tell you something right now. Right? I'm I'm going to I'm going to come out and say it. It was because how entertainers approached their audience. So here's so here's a little I'm going to peel back the layers here. Here's a little secret about how I'm approaching everybody who listens to me. You right now, the listener. Back then, if you if you look at entertainers then versus now, there is a stark there's a world of a difference and I, and a lot of people see it. My belief is because back then they knew that they were there for you. Now, it's almost swapped. It's almost like, hey, listen, if you if you want me to do this, then you have to listen to me. And I don't like that. Look, at the end of the day, yes, this is my show. What, what happens on Conversations at Midnight is up to my design. It's me. It is my show. You're absolutely right. It is. This is my kingdom and my kingdom alone. However... This kingdom is nothing without you. Does that make sense? So what I'm saying is, is I understand where I exist. My job is to be a part of your day. My job is for you to lend me your ear so that I may hopefully entertain you for the rest of your day. You don't have to come and listen to me. You don't have to do this. This is entertainment. I am an entertainer. That is what I'm doing. I, I talk about what I find cool and interesting. Whether it be uh, an alien ripping a hole through the, through the very fabric of space and time. From that, or I could just talk about an anthill. Yeah, hey, I, I watched a bunch of ants take sand grain after sand grain and make the biggest ant pile I've ever seen in my life. No. See That's 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 my extent. But nowadays it's almost like well I, l- listen, you stupid fans. Uh you're here for me, so shut your mouth and let me do my thing, stupids. And people are encouraging that behavior, you know, like, and it's almost like this weird mental hostage, like, it's almost like this weird hostage thing that happens to someone's brain when, you know, well, you know what, then I'm not going to be here. Oh, no, please, please. It's like people, kids now, people, kids, adults, my age are willing to sacrifice a lot for entertainers. And I just, I just don't see it. I just don't. That's not, you know, that's not something that I'm totally cool with, you know, and um, I guess, I guess in my opinion, and that's what I told her, you know, I said, that's, that's the difference now between then and now, you know, is that there's no acknowledgement that, hey, I wouldn't be here for, you know, if it wasn't for the audience and you, and the audience has to understand I'm, I'm entertaining you, you know, a great deal of weight of of who I am, of what I am, of my of my reach, is you. Especially in the day and age where everybody wants to be, you know, something. Everybody wants to be the next, uh, I don't know, Brad Pitt. You know, where everybody wants to be the next oomph. You have to battle. You know, you 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 have to battle for that. I'm not battling. Either you like me or you don't. Either, either I grow with, with, with a nice audience or I don't, you know, anyway, peeling back the layers makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) So just, just know, um, just understand I'm, I exist to entertain you, especially when it comes to this podcast, my job. Is that is just talking to a mic and hopefully whoever listens gets entertained and loves it. Nothing more, nothing less. That's what it is. So going back to that, you know, and I I tell her all, you know, all this, basically, and she's like, no, I totally agree with you. I really think that that's how it was. Back then, it was, you know, they, they were talking to the mic, and there was, you know, there was a sense of showmanship. She said that she used to listen, on that very radio, she used to listen to opera with with her father. Her, her, her father has passed on. But she said that she would listen to opera with her father. And she said, uh, and, if, and if it wasn't opera, it was jazz. And she said, there was this, there was this guy, this cool cat who would hop on the radio. You know, hey, this is Jackson's Jazz coming to you alley cats, far corners of the country. You know, something like that. And she, you know, and she said that, you know, he would, he would sit down and talk about this smooth, smooth jazz. And um, she loved it. She loved it. And that's like the other thing you know, is that sense of, of, of showmanship, you know, that sense of, uh, you know, (laughs) this is, welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, coming to you, this is, I don't know, James's jazz station, (laughs) I couldn't think of anything, but, Come on down into this, come on, get groovy. Get on down to the musical stylings to that of Louis Armstrong coming to you from Jazzy Jazz. You know, like, like that, that, that oomph. Now, now it's like, hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, so we're going to check it out here. and Oh, man. And to, and to think, you know, and to think that they experienced this era. Listen, listen to me. I know some people are going to heavily argue against me. But just think about the weight of radio that people had back then. Oh, oh, 80s and 90s. Are you serious? That was golden. Think about it. You wake up, right? Wherever you're living. I don't know. Um, Let's say that you that you're living in 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 Indiana. Back in 1984, I don't know. You, and then you wake up, you stretch your arms. First thing you do, you flip on the radio. Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, early morning. It's nine o'clock in the morning today. Coming to you on a sunny, beautiful day in Indiana you know, and, the, and then the guy, you know, schmoozes and all that, and then, now let's go start this day, right, let's go enjoy a nice song by, it's a new hit by Michael Jackson, Bow! you know, and then the song starts playing, whatever, and, you know, everyone moonwalks to the bathroom to brush their teeth, right, The then, then the next day, hey, everybody, okay, you know, the same, same routine, Br- let's, let's check out this new hit of the week, ooh, um, It's a new song by Prince. Boom. And then that one, you know, he does his little cry. And then you do the same thing. And think about that. Week after week, it was radio breaking music. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. That was mainstream. That was mainstream pop. (laughs) But you're talking, you had groups like The Cure. Joy Division, uh, New Order. I could. Oh man, I don't have, It's like my brain just overloaded. <laughs> it's like it just got clogged. But you know, it's like you you have a whole bunch of that. Um, the Human League, Simple Minds, Blondie, Roy Orbison when he made his comeback in the eighties, Paul Simon, Cyndi Lauper, Madonna. Rod Stewart. You you know what I mean? Like, you, Journey. Tom Petty. Oh my gosh, Tom Petty. That's a Florida man, by the way. Tom Petty. You know what I mean? You had, it was week after week, genre after genre, where there was something that everybody got down to. Everybody was, oh yeah, that's it. That's the stuff right there. Now, I kid you not. I kid you not. Nowadays, I feel like we're living in the day and age where the same quote-unquote hit is being played for three weeks in a row. When at least back then, you had a variety of hits that switched up on you, you know? Yeah, sure, of course. Hey, hey Tuesday, listen, man. I, just the other day, I heard, I don't know, Michael Jackson. So, I mean, that's still being played. Yeah, sure point is is at least then it was hey listen oh wow two days after you know what was hailed to be the greatest song of the year so far another song comes out that people are going oh wait a minute wait a minute and then two days after that oh wait a minute another one it's it was just this never-ending fight for music oh yeah man i can't even oh <laughs> anyway I guess I'm saying is and that's 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 all they had. I guess I'm saying this because I want to I want to illustrate the severity of what they had, the weight, the magnitude of what they had. And when you talk to them about the radio, that was like their best friend. I don't know if I said it in the past episode, I can't remember. But I'm currently in the processes of restoring a um oh Sony Walkman. Someone I knew had it in their basement and I found it. The model is a uh, it's a Sony Walkman WMF 15. It's a uh it's a radio oh hmm. sorry I dropped a little screw that came out of it. It's a FMAM radio slash cassette tape tape player. I know some people go, no, the best ones are the ones that have just the cassette tape. Hey, sh- shut up, stupids. I want the radio part of it. You know how sick that is? I get to switch between the cassette and the, you know, and the radio function to it. Amazing. I, um, I'm restoring it. Some people go, well, what's wrong with it? It just needs a belt. It Well, okay, it needs a belt, and then there's an exposed wire, I guess... At some point of its existence, one of the wires on the inside overheated and it melted um, the rubber layer that goes that goes over uh, the copper itself. So I'm I'm trying to think of ways that I could you know create a new layer um, for it, or if not, I'm gonna have to cut it really short and squeeze in a solder or something and have that stay. But uh, otherwise, it should work fine. Um, according to the owner, (laughs) the previous owner, he, he basically gave it to me. He said, yeah, I can have it if I can get it running. So he told me, uh, you should just pop in some batteries after that and it should be fine. He said he had no problems with it. It worked great. It did its thing. It did its job and that's it. So, uh, hopefully this treats me well. This, uh, this awesome, this awesome Walkman. Uh, It's so cool. It seriously is. And, um, yeah, the radio portion works. I actually popped in some batteries and I listened to it for a little bit. Um, and then that's when I, I smelled some burning. So I took the batteries out immediately and whatnot. Um, so maybe I was the one who caused it to overheat or something. I don't know. But yeah. Anyway, point being is that, um, is that it, you know, I like old stuff like that. You know, and to hear people listen and talk about it, having them get warped back to this, to this age of their life where all they had was their friend and that was their radios or their, you know, other people. That's it. Nowadays, you know, it doesn't, I I feel like it doesn't mean much anymore. You know, I feel like it doesn't mean anything. Back then you had your, you, yourself, and that's that and your radio you know, you had to do with what you had, you know, and it was, it was interesting, you know, to, to hear people talk about that and other things and very, very intriguing stuff. Anyway, I don't want to bore you on that, but yeah, I, uh, I'm not sure what this episode was supposed to be. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. I, I just, I guess I just wanted to talk. You know, life gets a little weird and you know, you kind of just want to forget about the day by talking about the day. Is that, you know, that's kind of weird how that works, right? So, anyway, the sun, uh, the sun is setting on this conversation. I'm, I'm, I'm going to end it here. I'm, I'm ending here. I, uh, I got to do some other things and whatnot. But next week, I should, I should just be back in the swing of things. I know I've said that a few times already, but I really should. Um, I want to try to put a few things as a priority and all that. So, next week should be which should be a great episode. So, anyway, everybody, this is going to be uncut. Just another uncut episode, just another uncut piece. And uh, I'll, let's go see what we could do with a uh Yeah, let's let's go leave you a song of the week. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see what we got here. We were talking about old radio from the 80s, right? So let's see. What what screams 80s? Oh, you know what? I got just the song. I feel like it's appropriate talking about, you know, people in their youth and growing up and all that. Let's do... (laughs) <laughs> Let's do Kids in America By Kim Wild Let's do that Let's do Kids in America By Kim Wilde. Thank you so much everybody Thank you so much for everything um, Thank you for Enjoying the time Thank you so much For listening to me in general So Thank you guys So very much Coming to you from the great southwest state of Utah, this is Conversations at Midnight. Remember, Song of the Week, Kids in America, by Kim Wild. Thank you, guys.